everybody get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David Nikki Nellis. Uh, I don't know. The weather is still iffy. We're supposed to get snow tomorrow, but the cherry blossoms are going to be popping next week. And we've sprung forward. We have sprung forward. It's going to be light out till like 730. I like that, but I just think it sucks because we lost an hour of sleep, but whatever. I think you'll get that hour back. All right, I don't but think we've got a to good worry show. Worry a lot about of, it. A lot of, that we're going to be talking a lot of wine and a lot of cherry blossom. Uh, pastry chef, uh, I want to say it right, Thierry Delorno. I did it. I nailed it. He's the executive pastry chef at Alhambra at the St. Regis, the beautiful, stunning It's Saint a new Regis restaurant. 16th and K. Brand new restaurant. He's going to talk about some of the cherry blossom-focused uh, promotions at the restaurant. He's brought in some stunning. If you're watching us, by the way, tune into Facebook Live to Nikki Nellis, NYCCI, and watch all this because you got to Well, not see. yet. It's not on yet. Well, that's because our daughter's lazy. Come on. No, it, no it doesn't go on right now because we have a call-in. Oh, She'll let's do, it. do our She knows what in. she's doing. All right, so Mitch, are you listening alone. to all this bickering? Okay, can you just continue, please? All right. And uh, so uh, actor Tony Nam is a D.C. native. You're going to remember him from performances at the Arena Stage and uh, uh, Woolly Mammoth. He's in a new play at Baltimore's Everyman Theater playing the lead role of Ray, a classically trained chef in Aubergine. And it's a new food-centric play there. Tony's going to be on the phone with us to talk all about it. I know. It. I'm really excited about it. And uh, RAMW, the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington, is launching their annual spring wine fling. Woohoo! So uh, <laughs> you may be wondering what this is if you have been living under a rock and you don't remember it from the past. But every year, uh, a bunch of restaurants around the D.C. area join in and offer wine flights. Uh, we're super lucky today because we have a bunch of wines being poured in studio today by three restaurants uh, who are participating in this promotion. We have Oliver Mead from Iron Gate, um, Ezra Rosenberg from Jug and Table, and then we also have uh, Johanna Kearns Kearns from the Pavilion Cafe, which is on the mall, which is really exciting. So really interesting group of people pouring a huge variety of wines. We're going to get into them in just a little bit. I think spring wine fling is basically restaurant week for wines. Am I right? Okay. Yes, okay. sure. We'll Look say okay that. to that. Everybody right. Everybody's that. like, okay. I claim yes. that. Right. right. Okay. Um, but first, I think we should find out what's going on at market. Hi, Mitch. What's happening? Good morning, boys and girls. Good morning. You, you got to wake up. You My don't God, sound you sound tired. It, Come on. I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> this is dinner time for us. <laughs> so anyway. Um, what's going on at market today? Things have got to be popping. Oh, we are busy. We are busy. Uh, more and more vendors are coming. I wanted to take a moment to tell you about a new vendor in Bethesda. Love these people. They're like we're an instant hit. They're called a gathering place, and it's a young lady who's a fantastic personal chef. She approached us and said she wanted to um, go around the market each week, see what's in season, then during the week then shop, then during the week prepare and freeze products. Uh, dinners, soups, casseroles, etc. So the following week, you can come if you don't want to, if you don't have the time and you want a prepared meal, mm-hmm. all from market ingredients. She's doing it. 
and it was an instant success. That's enterprising. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Man. Very yeah. cool. It's, and what's her yeah, name again? Very cool. Gathering Place. Gathering Place. Here Excellent. In Bethesda. She'll be there every Sunday year round. Mm-hmm. And a lovely, lovely young lady. And it's very successful. We got somebody else new in Bethesda called Macro Greens. And you actually, they must have 30 varieties of like sprouts of um, kale and radishes and every kind of herb and vegetable and but the littlest thing and they cut them from the roots they bring them live and you could take them home live and just put, add a little water keep it in your fridge cool. and you can cut what you need all week long for garnish on top of your salads that sounds it's amazing really cool. okay what's the yeah. name of that uh vendor again macro Macro greens. Excellent. Okay, great. And uh, they're they're year round, and so you know we're always looking for new and exciting things. And of course, well, your eyes are just, always open. You always find like the most interesting people to bring to market. Yeah, it's like uh, it's my hobby. It's my <laughs> retirement project. It's completely out of control. I told you that before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hobby, tell, I already know your hobby is starting businesses. Tell so. everybody where they can find you, please. Well, thank you, everybody. We have our year-round markets in the Mosaic Central uh, District, mm-hmm. and that's in Fairfax. And we have Bethesda in downtown Bethesda on the elementary school parking lot in downtown Bethesda, and those are open year-round. And our two spring markets are around the corner. Our Pike and Rose will be opening the last week, uh, the last Saturday of April, and then our brand-new Montgomery Mall, Westfield, Central Farm Market will be opening the very first Saturday in May. So we'll have more details about it when we speak. Excellent. All right. All right great. Well, Thank you, Mitch. Day for the yeah, that's today. terrific. All right. Well, bye, Mitch. Thank you again. Go to centralfarmmarkets.com. Have a beautiful day. You have a beautiful day. Bye bye. All right. So, RAMW, the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington, is the regional trade association that represents all the restaurants and food service operations. Uh, most of them, in the greater metro area. And they do a lot of creative stuff. You guys out there know about Restaurant Week that happens uh, twice a year, right, spring and fall, and would, gives you an opportunity to go at fixed prices and sample a lot of restaurants that you might not have been to. So um, from March 26th coming up to April 1st, they're doing their annual spring wine fling, which is a se- essentially the same idea. If you're curious about certain wines but you've never, you know, sort of, approach them you didn't want to go in and order a full glass and then try another this is your opportunity to try flights of wine mm-hmm. and um, uh, i mean i like it it's also a great way to get people into your restaurant for the first time as well so yeah no it's terrific so we have three uh different restaurants in today who are all participating in the program and we're going to start with ezra hi ezra ezra you got to stay in front of the mic dude Hello. No, you got to no. go over to that mic and stay over Ezra's there. A newbie. Ezra's Ezra a ra- does not pay We've attention got a to radio the radio here. So <laughs> much for having me. Yes, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> TV before, but not radio. So. so, tell us a little bit about Jug and Table. Uh, Jug and Table is a wine-focused bar in Adams Morgan. Uh, we're sister bar with uh, Roofers Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're uh, craft beer focused. We're craft wine focused. What does that really mean, though? What does craft wine really um, mean? Craft wine uh, means to me, really, um, getting to know the purveyor, um, family-owned, 
Um, so they're state bottled passion. wines. They're grown and bottled right there, and, and not you know. Yes. Yes. I mean, certainly not big ag. Uh, My background comes from local sourcing. Um, Been working with local purveyors, uh, both in in food, wine, beverage um, for uh, for half a decade. Let's talk about your background. How does a guy get into wine? I mean, I know how I got into it. It was. I uh, just didn't get out of college because of it. But it's uh, usually a it's a it's usually a romantic uh, a romantic story. Mine started in uh, the south of France, uh, sort of on a whim. uh, Growing up, uh, my parents uh, had a, a large market garden um, in northern Baltimore County, and um, I was sort of longing for that um, for that experience again uh, after college. So I ended up working um, uh, the Vendage at a at a vineyard called Domaine de Graysac uh, in southern France in the Languedoc region. Um, so I produced uh, wine with their their winemaker Valentin. Um, for in uh, I guess that was back in uh, 2012 now, um, and so I just sort of fell in love. They were biodynamic and uh, organic. Uh, Depuis. God, that's a, uh, that's quite a coupling. Yes, it was, uh, and it's a labor of love. You lose 75 percent of your uh, of your harvest. I'm not uh, sure people will know what biodynamic means. I mean, we've discussed biodynamic that? at length mm-hmm. on the show, but give people a quick 411 Unless on biodynamic. You're a listener, yeah, you know. 411, and and that's a, a big focus of our of our program at Jug and Table now since uh, since I've uh, been curating it is uh, is biodynamic means essentially uh, in one with the environment there. So. Uh, in agricultural terms, uh, a lot of people think about in their garden. If you pu- if you plant maybe row c- row crop between um, between um, other um, agricultural products, so that pests don't um, you know like devastate an entire. But there's also like the whole following of the moon. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of you know like voodoo, yeah, yeah we uh, sorcery did kind you ever of kill things a chick in a that dance go along vine, with biodynamics. No, uh, you know what I mean. I, I went I went searching for truffles uh, in between grapevines in uh, uh, in Languedoc. Um, and did you find them? Because we we, we understand. Yeah, truffles grow. But truffles yes. grow with hazel. They grow with hazelnut ha- yeah, trees. Yeah, the the previous winemaker had pr- at, uh, at Domaine de Grace had, pr- had planted. Um, had planted uh, those trees specifically Hazelnut, right. between yeah. the, the the lines to try to basically like create an extra agricultural product. So and did you take a pig with you or just go look? They had a do- uh, they had a, a yellow lab you, named Sarah. Pigs is 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 for tourists. Grape. Pigs are not real. <laughs> no, dogs pigs, are the yeah. ones that really do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that she would dig for them and they would say Shersha truff. And try to find it, and sometimes she'd win, and sometimes she'd lose. And ours and was then people, sometimes, yeah. And we'd say, "Die, people, die," which means "go, go, go" in we, Italian. We yeah. did not say that. The guy said that. I said it. And uh, Pippo ate a lot of truffles. Yeah. Just for yeah. the record, <laughs> yeah. he's no joke. Um, yeah. So, just to to finish uh, biodynamic, I mean, really, uh, Demeter is the sort of the quintessential um, uh, certifier um, in biodynamic, uh, essentially. Um, like it talked a lot about nutrient cycles as mm-hmm. well. Um, that you um, basically have everything you need on on property. You're not you're not spraying anything else. You're using native yeast uh, to ferment uh, the grape varietal uh, your grape varietals. So in yeah. putting together your wine list, mm-hmm. you only feature biodynamic wines, or you're looking to really grow a list that features. I am growing the list in that direction. Okay, yes. uh, it seemed to position in December, so. Um, we have some, some You're a newbie. Ones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> First time on radio, 
first right. time. Assuming the <laughs> right. Um, so for Spring Wine Fling, how mm-hmm. did you go about picking your uh, your offering, your flight? Um, thank you. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, the th- the theme was um, like around, like taste, uh, like experience the world through wine. And I feel like a lot of people don't, uh, unfortunately, in D.C., they're so caught up. They don't experience the the beauty of products that are uh, just uh, down the road from us. Uh, mm-hmm. So I wanted to focus on Virginia. Uh, I wanted to focus on properties um, that, uh, uh, for the most part, that I've been able to visit, where I've met the winemaker, uh, where I have um, learned about their practices, where they have uh, the capacity to come to uh, to D.C. and visit and uh, and meet their consumers. So... Um, I felt Do you like, feel that when yeah. you talk to people about Virginia wines, because I mean, there are some really well-known Virginia wines, but then there's also a lot of lesser-known mm-hmm. Virginia wines. Do you feel like when you're when you're pouring these flights for people and you're offering or you're telling them about these wineries, mm-hmm. people are receptive? Um, I found that uh, from my time at, Glen- at Glen's Garden Market, like there was um, a bit of a hurdle, mm-hmm. um, uh, and earlier on, but then in the last um, in the last five years, that that's really changing. A lot. Of, so, some people unfortunately had. Their first experience with Virginia wine through, um, through like an all-day tour bus tour or at a wedding where that was like the only option. Um, but uh, these producers that we're featuring uh, really uh, are deeply involved in the craft. It's not just about the. Um, okay, I have you know, to interrupt you because we're gonna have to take a break. But tell us quickly what you've poured for us. Um, so uh, I have poured for you uh, Paradise Springs of Clifton, their mm-hmm. Meritage 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, a Bordeaux assemblage, uh, um, and I have poured for you a um, uh, just released uh, two weeks ago the Early Mountain Vineyards uh, 2017 Rosé. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I am about to pour for you. You can't go away from the mic. <laughs> I can't go away from the mic. No. Uh, and you got to hurry up because I got to take a break. Uh, Veritas Scintilla, which is uh, a bubbly Blanc de Blanc. Excellent. Yes. Okay, great. Okay. Well, this is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We're doing the spring wine fling in studio. We'll be back in just a minute. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Ezra, this is delicious. Yes. Tell us what um, you poured. I'm yeah. glad you're enjoying the uh, Blanc de Blanc. This mm-hmm. is uh, Veritas Vineyards, uh, Monticello AVA, so outside of Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a non-vintage uh, cuvee, uh, so it's a blend of um, Chardonnay, which is typical for um, for Champagne and everybody familiar with. But the unique thing about this wine uh, is that they, uh, depending on the year and the vintage, they use uh, Merlot and or Cap Franc. Hmm. Um, Cabernet Franc to produce this uh, this wine. So uh, red wine varietals, but produces a blanc. I mean, okay. spring wine fling is a great opportunity, particularly for people who are not in the know in wine. I mean, I I think people who go in, whether it's a wine bar or a restaurant, who don't really mm-hmm. know anything about wine, can be very intimidated by mm-hmm. the fact that a lot of people do, and that it's been a thing now for. 15 years so mm-hmm. you you guys do wine tastings and all of that as well i couldn't i couldn't agree with you more and that's that's really our approach at, at jug and table is to make uh is to make wine accessible um and to um to taste people you know if they're undecided i'm there you know like sampling you to make sure that you get the perfect glass um for what you're looking for um but really the the flight um is a great opportunity to feature um and to educate as well um so we'll um, be offering the the one fl- the first flight of three for fifteen dollars will be um, the Blanc de Blanc we were just talking about the rosé 
and uh, Blenheim Vineyards uh, Bridal. Okay, awesome. excellent. Yeah. Thank right. you. Thank Thanks. you so much. Thank All you. Right. So now we're going to go from the uh, the wine arts to the fine arts, the performing arts. Yes. Tony, are you there? I'm here. Hi, Hi how are morning, you? Good morning, Tony. So, Tony Nam is on the phone with us. Uh, you remember him from a lot of local theater at Arena and Woolly Mammoth and the Folger and the Roundhouse. He's making his debut at Baltimore's Everyman Theater, playing the lead role of Ray, who's a classically trained chef in Aubergine. It's a food-centric play, which makes my mouth water right away. So, uh, Tony, let's do a little bit of a, I, I mentioned that, you know, the local theaters uh, where people have seen you, but tell us a little bit about you before we get into the show. Sure, sure. So um, I, I've been around uh, the D.C. area uh, performing since 2005. Um, I'm actually originally from the area. I grew up just north of, of Washington, D.C., and then spent uh, six years out on the West Coast, uh, did graduate school in Seattle, and, and then just came back to D.C. because I, I heard it was uh, just a fantastic a happening uh, place. town. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of things happening uh, in, in the theater world, and um, and, uh, you know, I, I decided, you know, why not come back home and, and uh, make it my home again? So um, it's been really great. And, uh, yeah, this is my first opportunity to work with uh, Everyman Theater, which I'm just absolutely thrilled about because I've been following their work. And I think it's really exciting and, and um, just beautiful the way that they uh, really uh, have made themselves grounded in the community that they serve and, and really tell these stories uh, so well. Uh, that draws on, you know, lots of different uh, uh, cultures, you know, stories from uh, different parts of history, from um, um, uh, just a range of, of the beautiful stories that, that can be told. And well, really we'd well. love to hear a little bit about Julia Cho's Arbergine that you're performing in. Tell us a little bit about the structure of the play. Uh, so aubergine um, uh, is about is centered around this Korean American family. Uh, Ray, who's the character that I play, is um, this classically trained French chef um, who uh, leaves his work to actually take care of his ailing father. Um, and their relationship has been a difficult one. Um, and uh, you know, as as he's sort of coming to him at Potentially the the end of his life, he's sort of struggling with you know how how do we how do we mend things how do we uh, sort of cross this divide that's been um, you know between us for so much of our lives and and raised in a position where he's not quite sure how to do that um, and food actually becomes both a barrier and a way to cross that divide. Um, and uh, and so the, the sort of themes of food in, in Julia Cho's play, um, actually the way it was conceived, it was actually originally, uh, it was just commissioned as a small piece about food. Uh, they were doing a series at Berkeley Rep out in California, mm-hmm. uh, and Julia was commissioned to write a piece for it. So it really did start with food, um, but uh, she had recently uh, suffered the loss of her own father, um, and that made a, a tremendous impact on her life, and she hadn't written in a long time. Um, and somehow, you know, food has that way of sparking memory, of, of, of reminding you ties that you have to important people in your life. And um, I, I think somehow uh, it was just the perfect timing to, uh, to create this piece, this beautiful piece about food and memory and family um, and the sort of uh, 
sort of special ways that, that we find connection with each other, even if we don't have the right words. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm reading between the lines right, here a little, but you. but is it that the dad is, you know, all Korean cuisine all the time, and Ray is, of course, well, it's classically, classically trained, French trained, and there's that conflict as well? Well, actually, it's not even just, uh, you know, a Korean culture versus an American culture or Western culture. Um, I mean, the father himself, like the the character, he has no appreciation for food. Yeah. So it's sort of like, uh, you know, a foodie or, or a chef who who just loves food and, and loves what food can do and, and what's possible through uh, through through cooking and, and sharing this amazing food with, with other people. The father just does not understand and does yeah, not So he thinks the son is throwing his life away. Right, right. There we yeah. go. And it's sort of like, you know. I've been there. <laughs> this is the most important thing in, in, in the son's life, and somehow his father just doesn't connect with it. Um, so how did you work? How does the play work? food into the physical play? Yeah, uh, a number of different ways. So um, there's actually uh, a number of the characters in, in the play. In fact, most of them have um, these speeches that are sort of in, uh, uh, dispersed throughout the play uh, where they have an opportunity to talk about, you know, this a particular meal or a particular uh, food that they remember um, that makes a connection with them that, um that uh, that is really meaningful meaningful to them in some way, um, and, and you know the stories are very different, but they all sort of come back come back down to uh, this one simple dish mm-hmm. um, that uh, that sort of uh, takes them back to uh, a memory that they have or or, or their childhood. Uh, it takes them back to a, a special place where. Um, it, it sort of connects to just essentially who they are, um, and it really is like the simplest of foods. It's just um, sort of food at, at its at its basic level, um, but done so well and and so carefully that um, it it sort of sparks those emotions. Well, that brings um, up the question: Are you cooking on stage? Ah, uh, actually. Uh, there, there isn't a whole lot of cooking done on stage. I mean, I myself actually do enjoy cooking, and I was sort of, you know, when I was approached about the the role, I was like, oh, cool. I get right, this sounds like fun. <laughs> right. Right, right. And I don't have uh, to do the dishes. <laughs> exactly. We could just get the, the stage crew to take care of it all. Uh, but actually, there isn't a, a lot of cooking done on stage, but there is a lot of food that that is in the play. So, um uh, there's, uh, you know, dishes that, that are talked about that are um, that show up that that are actually um, eaten on stage. So there is a fair amount of food that needs to be prepared mm-hmm. um, and then brought on stage. Um, and we've actually uh, there there's this one, um, you know, not to give too much away. There's this one dish that uh, is described so beautifully in the play, and then you know we actually have to have it there. And the aroma that we get when we're backstage uh, just before it goes on. Um, it's just something we all. So it's everybody in the audience like, oh my god, I'm hungry while they're watching your play. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. We actually toy with the idea. Well, it's like, can we somehow get? Right. Can we put little tastes out for right, everybody? Right. Yeah. Can we get this aroma like out into the house so they can just all experience it and do this? You just get big experience. blowers and shoot it out into the theater. <laughs> Um, yeah. And you mentioned in the beginning, Everyman Theater, that you were really impressed with the kinds of work that they were doing. What speci- for people since it's in Baltimore, and for people in D.C. who maybe aren't as familiar with the theater, what uh, what was it about the theater that really called to you? 
Uh, well, I mean, again, their connection with the community and uh, Vinny Lanchisi, their artistic director, his his sort of commitment um, to working with local artists. Like, he, there's a resident company here at Everyman, mm-hmm. a company of actors um, who perform, you know, throughout each season. Um, and, and just the fact that this theater community can see these these artists season after season um, in these incredible plays, uh, telling these incredible stories. I mean, it really develops an intimacy uh, with the audience that they serve. Um, and, you know, as a as an actor in this area, I just, I, I'm so impressed by that commitment and, um, uh, and, and that uh, desire to sort of hone and, and foster great artists like from this area. I, I think that's so important. But also, uh, every man is a, the, the space that they're currently in now is relatively new. I think they've been here for about mm-hmm. five seasons now, um, and it's just it's just a beautiful space. I mean, so, it, Tony, can we tell everybody, Aubergine, when it's on stage and where, and where to get tickets? Yes, absolutely. So, Aubergine at Everyman Theater uh, in uh, in Baltimore. We are performing from March 14th through April 15th. Uh, we have seven performances per week. Uh, and uh, to get tickets, uh, they can go online to everymantheater.org. Well, we're coming to see it next Friday. We can't wait. So, uh, everybody get tickets and go see. And uh, uh, between now and then, if you could work out passing the food out to the yeah, audience. Yeah, he would be really I'd happy. Appreciate All right, Tony, thank we'll you so that. much. Thank, thank you. you. Bye now. Bye. All right, so back to, do you want to go to a commercial? Let's do that now. Yeah, why don't we take an close. early commercial, and then, and then Oliver, Oliver, we're going to start with you. Oliver from yeah, Iron Gate's right. going to be pouring some wine. you hear this guy's German accent. It's unbelievable. <laughs> we'll be back in just a sec. All right, we're back on Fooding the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. We want to thank our sponsors, mm-hmm. the wonderful folks at ProFish, Central Farm Markets, Meat Crafters, and who, oh, and the lovely market at River Falls, one of the great specialty markets. In the D.C. metro in area. In the D.C. metro area. So let's go over. We're talking Spring Wine Fling, which is sponsored by the uh, Restaurant, Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington. I know. You don't okay. have to help me. Just I thought I was helping, a, helping I got you it, out. I got it. I got it. Um, and uh, Oliver Mead is with Iron Gate, which is one of my favorite places. Back in the 80s, Oliver, before I'm you, sure were, you born. were born. That was where Most one. Of the, that the was studio. where one took young ladies on the first date to impress them and show them that he had class and not taking them to, you know, McDonald's. McDonald's. Your other hangout. That, yeah, that's right. Where I took you to McDonald's first. No, time. no, no, <laughs> not in the eighties. <laughs> I was like in preschool. Yeah, in that's the 80s. right. And I was your school bus driver. Okay, <laughs> so Oliver, Iron Gate is a great place. Iron Gate used to be the stables of General Nelson Miles. Okay, are we going to let Oliver talk? I'm Let's just let saying. Oliver and it's a, a gorgeous job. spot. I'm okay. just telling. Okay, so so give a little profile on the restaurant. Yeah, I mean, you're right there. It's uh, still a, uh, a unique place uh, with a huge amount of history. Obviously, our inside dining room is um, used to be a stables. You can see some of the original architecture actually uh, still in the room as well, surrounded by a, a fireplace we uh, carefully make every day. Um, and then, obviously, you've got the patio with uh, grapevines above you, which are around 120 years old, so you can drink wine below grapevines. It's such so a pretty patio. Really unique place. I know. It's very unique. It. So now, um, how long have you been at Iron Gate? It's about three and a half years now. Okay. So, so you've really been able to develop the wine program there. Tell yeah. us about the focus because uh, Tony Chinnam is the chef there. Absolutely. It's a Mediterranean-focused restaurant. How did you go about uh, adding your take to the wine list and complementing the food that Tony does? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a unique thing. So I started um, really as a server initially and then uh, was lucky enough to learn through a variety of patient people who taught me the ways. Um, Mm -hmm. And obviously with uh, Chef Anthony Chisholm as well. 
So, I mean, we're a uh, Greek and Southern Italian focused. Um, so our wine list does reflect that, you know, kind of primarily basing off what grows together, kind of goes together, so to speak. Um, so, you know, you have a variety of food. We kind of small meze style plates with some larger family style platters as well. And I think the food and wine kind of meld together to kind of work with that. So you've got a, a variety of wines we pour by the glass, which can basically pair with a variety of the foods as well, whether it's your, you know, bradas or the knockies or a, a wonderful mixed grill as well. You have our slightly kind of more full-bodied wines. So, um, And so as far as your participation in um, the RMW Spring Fling, uh, wine fling, what were you looking to showcase for people? Once again, kind of like our uh, wine list and obviously what we do by the glass as well, we're showing off smaller producers um, focused on Greece and Southern Italy. So we have two from Greece, one from uh, from Sicily, Italy as well. Uh, and just the uniqueness. I assume the red is from Sicily. That's correct. Yeah. Um, so it's, um, you know, just showing off the uniqueness. I mean, I think the production levels for these wines are three to 4,000 bottles or less. Mm-hmm. Um family-owned wineries where we kind of like to work with smaller producers uh, and really tell the stories of the people behind who, behind the wine and, you know, who makes them, um, where it comes from. And it kind of fits the concept of a, you know, historical restaurant. Well, how do you well. discover new wines? Because you're not on the road all the time. You're at Iron Gate. so is I mean, it... Ezra's going to Virginia, but it sounds like you have to go to Italy. I think, Ezra, you've made some lifestyle decisions that maybe weren't That's correct. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with Virginia. No. You know, I mean, I've been lucky myself. Uh, I've... Was uh, I went to Greece last year, uh, traveled through Greece and uh, met some of the wineries we work with. I couldn't meet all of them, unfortunately. Uh, I'm working on the trip to Italy, so we'll see how that goes. We'll go with um, you. <laughs> all right, let's plan it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's that's a key thing to understanding the differences between, you know, the winemakers, uh, the places they grow them in as well. You know, you can research what you want, and I spend a lot of time researching um, and studying, but, you know, seeing it is uh, very different and unique as well, so... Uh, Italy shortly, but Greece has been a, an eye opener as well. So it's um, well. So you poured. Uh, so on your wine flight, let's yeah. talk about the wines that you're pouring. Okay. Yeah. So the first one, the white wine, is a. Uh, I can see it's kind of a beautiful golden color. Mm-hmm. This is from uh, Domaine Naranci from 2013. It's a grape called Aspruda Seron, uh, a grape which uh, even I may be unfamiliar with as well. So uh, this is a winemaker who basically uh, is the only person to use this grape, and mm-hmm. that's kind of a key thing about some of the wine flights we're doing as well. Um, Aspruda Seron, you won't find much information online. This is extremely floral. It's almost kind of Viognier-like in some way as well. Uh, it is partially barrel fermented and it's wild yeast fermented as well. So I mean, it looks like olive oil. Yeah, I mean, it's but it, beautiful it, golden color. It could color. be a, a, a distilled spirit. It, there's a little bit of that in there. Am I crazy? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's 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 powerful on the nose as well, but it mm-hmm. works with such a variety of our foods. So it's, um, it's relatively new on our list, but I think it's... Things which will hold up to our whole snapper, uh, the brada, which has fresh beets at the moment, which I think will work off the freshness of the wine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's fun and playful, and it's really just introducing people who want to be doing wine flights into kind of unique varietals um, okay. that people haven't heard of. And before. now this one? All right, so we move on to uh, Crete, mm-hmm. where we have a uh, domain Economoi from 2012. This is an Asiatico, usually known from uh, Santorini, but uh, Crete mm. um, Asiatico is harvested about a month and a half later, and this kind of borders onto orange wine. So we wanted to include one. We were going to go with rosé, but orange, I think, is fun, and people are talking about orange wine at the moment as well. Uh, they slow-press this, so there is a bit of skin contact, which gives it that wonderful golden color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's very savory. You're talking a lot of kind of orange zesty really? notes as well, nutty, honeyed notes, like macadamia nuts as well. And I think this is wonderful with soups. It goes with a variety of our food. And I would just say, during the flight, we'll pour this first, let it sit there, and enjoy it during the meal with a variety of things and see how it evolves. 
This is a winemaker who studied at Chateau Margaux. Uh, he got his enology degree from the University of Alba. So he's traveled and worked in some great places, went back to his homeland of Crete, once again, kind of showing off the Tawar, their limestone soils, which really kind of make the acid pop as well. So Excellent. And the last one, please. Last one. So we have the uh, Scarfone family uh, producing their Bonavita Ferro Red from 2013. This is a blend of Norella Mascalese, Nerello Capuccio and Nocera. So uh, everyone's talking about Sicily and Mount Etna at the moment. Because it's is, really good. Because yeah. it's really good. Uh, but this is a little bit north, the northern east. Uh, yeah, this doesn't have that ashy. Yeah, and it's the most northern eastern, north eastern, eastern part of uh, Sicily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually the first DOC on Sicily in 1976. So mm-hmm. they produced two wines, a rosé and this red wine. Uh, really unique, um, soft almost kind of Pinot Noir in some ways as well. So yeah, it's, it's not go nearly, like so many Sicilian reds are so full yep. bodied and uh, heavy. This is a very light red. It's yeah, lovely. nuances, I think it will go with a variety of food, which is kind of why we wanted to include it in the spring uh, wine mm-hmm. fight as well. Okay, I'll so re- tell, we tell everybody where they can find you. Where Iron Gate is. Absolutely. We are on 1734 N Street, basically just south of DuPont Circle um, on the near 18th and N Street. So Perfect. come down. Right. Iron KTC. Thank you, Oliver. Now we're going to get into some sweet stuff. Yes. <laughs> Chef uh, Thierry Delorno. Yes. I did it. Good man. morning. All right. Good He's morning. the executive pastry me. chef at Alhambra, which is the new restaurant at the fabulous St. Regis. That's got to be, it's the most elegant hotel in the city. Gorgeous. Just it's talking. gorgeous. Yeah. And um, uh, why don't we start with you? A little bit on your background. Well, I'm originally actually from the island of Guadeloupe and the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and I got my first degree there, and I moved to uh, Paris to pursue my uh, culinary art. I got my master, and I've been in North America in the past uh, 19 years with a little bit of uh, Asia also. I was going to say, you were in Singapore, yes, right? Yes, I was in Singapore for four years, actually. Where were you in Singapore? I was based, uh, like, I was in charge of the... Fairmont Singapore and as well the Swiss Hotel okay. at that time. So yeah. small properties. Uh, wait, no, I not actually. <laughs> 2000 woman. Wait, 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 wait. There's a line here at the bottom of the bio. You were the creative mind behind the great dessert lineup for the 64th annual Golden Globe Awards while you were heading the team at the Beverly Hilton. That exact. That was a wonderful experience. I worked in Beverly Hills for a year for the Beverly Hilton. Did they give you a Golden Globe? Uh, I got my step one. <laughs> 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 All right. Yes. So... And then you were at the Greenbrier as well, I was right? at the Greenbrier, and actually I did like a few properties, included also the Grand Delmar, and uh, recently also I was at the Rainbow Room in New York City, mm-hmm. since I joined the St. Regis in the past uh, 20 uh, months, and as you mentioned, we just opened the Alhambra restaurant, which is a Mediterranean restaurant with a little bit of French uh, influence. So are you the pastry chef for the entire hotel? For the entire hotel, and mm-hmm. that includes also uh, Alhambra. Okay, so te- let's talk first about what you're doing for the new restaurant oh, yes. because uh, it just recently opened. Um, it's such a beautiful space. Tell us how you're working with the chef there to create. Well, I'm working actually very close with Chef uh, uh, Sebastian mm-hmm. Ginini, mm-hmm. and uh, recently the restaurant been open actually in the past uh, two weeks, and I have one of my signature dessert called uh, Alhambra, which is a chocolate Gian du Jamos with a Monte Carlo insert served with a strawberry ice cream. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's happening right now also for the Cherry Blossom Festival, yeah, we are going to have cherry blossom madness, dessert here. madness, right? as you like <laughs> to say. So from the 15th of uh, Ap- uh, uh, March to mm-hmm. the 15th of uh, April, mm-hmm. I have that special dessert called also uh, uh, Sakura. And it's going to be basically a Cherry Blossom Cremeux mm-hmm. with some special sponge as well served with a cherry uh, sorbet. Okay, so, but 
when we do cherry, like, you know, DC gets crazy for the cherry blossoms. They mm-hmm. are gorgeous. And all the restaurants around DC do do the their cherry blossom promotions. But cherry blossoms don't actually produce any no, fruit. It, no, <laughs> so. that is true. But actually, I was very fortunate, as I mentioned like earlier, working in Singapore. Mm-hmm. I've been like a few times to Japan. So did like a lot of food research. And during the cherry blossom also, I went there. So mm-hmm. basically for me also, my new dessert as well also amenity. I use basically a sakura paste, which is made also with the cherry uh, blossom leaves. Oh, so I use that product. So that's so neat. That's why I bought for you today some actually well, sakura macaron. Yes, right. yes. Uh, yes, some sakura yeah, macaron. We'll so basically, beautiful. it's a vanilla yeah. vanilla macaron mm-hmm. with a sakura creamy filling inside. They're beautiful. Thank you. How much um, work is it to do the hand painting? Um, actually, quite easy. As I like to say to anybody or my staff, when you love to do something, it's just so easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I do uh, my mm-hmm. vanilla macaron, let it dry, and I use my uh, airbrush and just to uh, paint it. It's very patient. Yeah, so it's everybody cool. please come over and try that. Yeah, there is for everybody. Don't be shy. I always say it looks like a seventh grade dance. Everybody's, you know, nailed to the wall and they don't move. Come on over and get one. But then they come over and start eating. And I also offer in that also during our afternoon tea between uh, like two and five Mm -hmm. every day also at the sandwiches also. So as the pastry chef of the entire hotel, that, I mean, it's a big hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you go about creating the desserts for the restaurant the desserts for room service, the desserts for events and mm-hmm. weddings and parties. How do you create all those? It's I think so what much. is uh, great also, we have a great mar- marketing team behind me also. So mm-hmm. we do have a, like every three months, a, like a meeting on the goal, what we are going uh, to promote. So basically, I am three months ahead of, t- of any kind of special thing. For My dessert for the Cherry Blossom was created last November. Mm-hmm. So they have time to market it and lucky for us to be able to talk about it today. And when, what is it when you're um, doing your research, mm-hmm. what are you finding that inspires you most? I think uh, most, I will say, it's between uh, like all of my traveling. Mm-hmm. I travel also a lot, and that inspires me also to come with uh, like new flavors, and also based also where I live, what people are looking for also. We are very fortunate also to have the Cherry Blossom also in D.C., mm-hmm. so which is quite exciting for me. With my uh, Asian experience, also to brought that here, uh, it's it's and just put like them amazing. Together. Yes, how much fun! Yes. Um. So as we move past the cherry blossom mm-hmm. season, what are some of the other things you're looking forward to putting on the menu at the restaurant? Oh, uh, I think what's going to be really great also for like uh, the spring uh, coming up, mm-hmm. I am working on actually already develop it, develop it. Next month also, I'm going to start to promote. Basically, a chocolate like all bay mousse with the all bay we have uh, like nearby. It's really amazing. I would love to chocolate mousse with old bay. All bay. Okay. Yes, that exactly. Sure yeah. <laughs> that exact. So okay. I'm trying to use. I thought you look said chocolate mousse with old guy, and I thought <laughs> that's for me. Yes. No, no, no. no. With uh, all bay, we, I mean having also the opportunity we have the all bay nearby. Mm-hmm. So I try to use also local ingredient at the same time also. Uh, I would love so to invite you, David and Nikki, to come and to test that uh, we are chocolate like to all come the dessert. And taste that. Thank you Great. so much, Chef. So right. can you please tell everybody where they can find you? Uh, actually you can find me at the restaurant at Lombois and uh, actually we are on sixteen mm-hmm. and K Street at the St. Regis, Washington, D.C. Well, thank Just you. Just a stone's throw from the White House. Okay. That exact. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chef. Pleasure. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Booty and the Beast. We're gonna continue our wine fling when we get back. All right, we're back on Fooding the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. As you heard, we're delighted to have Pro Fish as one of our sponsors. 
and want to thank again the unbelievable specialty market, the market at River Falls in the heart of scenic downtown Potomac, uh, meat crafters with those great little skinny salamis and Central Farm Markets. So we're going to go back to this, the subject of the spring wine fling. Uh, Johanna Kearns is here. She's with Pavilion Cafe, which is in the uh, National Gallery of Art Sculpture Garden in the heart of downtown. And she's one of the, her restaurant is one of the 25 participating in the spring wine fling. Which I love. Is this the first time you guys are participating? It sure is. Yeah, we're really happy to do it. A lot of people um, know where we are and they know us for Jazz in the Garden, but they're not aware that we're open year round and that you can get a glass of wine. Well, you're also kind of tucked away in there, We're hard right? to see, yeah. Yes. I, there's such beautiful landscaping, such beautiful sculptures. And so the cafe is kind of um, designed to Fit meld in. into the, the surroundings. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's there. It's open 363 days a year, and it's a great place to enjoy a glass of wine. So how did you go about with the wine program there, since it's mm -hmm. really for the general public yeah how did you what are the kind of wines that you offer there well that's one of the things um we get people from all over the world mm -hmm. a lot of tourists come Tons through of tourists. so it's important for us to have wines that are recognizable that are affordable because people sometimes are surprised that they even have the option to have wine. well i was just gonna say are people surprised when they walk in and all they're the like, time oh my god there's wine oh they're so happy they've been walking around museum so to happy. museum oh my god there's a glass of wine thank let's god. get right? they've right. got the in-laws the kids with them they're all about to kill each other so it's really yeah, it's um, good to give the wine to the kids too right yeah. just a bit. calm them down just a i'll turn bit. i'll turn a blind eye to right. it yeah absolutely <laughs> um yeah so what we what we try to do is just have things that are inexpensive recognizable and that go with the diverse menu that our chef anita chong uh, has created mm -hmm. and what we have in this particular wine flight that we're offering we're doing the yes. um the three wines for $15, okay. which is available March 26th through April 1st. Mm -hmm. For the spring wine fling. For the spring wine fling. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a red and a white flight to choose okay. from. But I brought today just the white because I don't know about everybody else, but I'm tired of the cold and I'm You're ready for wishing white. for spring. Yeah. yeah, totally with you. So everything we have here has nice light uh, citrus uh, notes to it. We've got the Belle Ambiance Pinot Grigio. Mm -hmm. We've got a Hidden Crush Chardonnay and the J. Lore Riesling, all of which are from California. So while the spring fling is focused on a trip around the world, we're actually just doing a trip through California, kind of north to south. Well, I feel like we've gone around the world in studio a little bit today. So we too. had some Greece and some Italy and some Virginia, and now we're in California. That works for me. Yeah, I love California. Depending on how you go, it could take you around the world one way sure. or the other. <laughs> That's a stretch, but so, we'll go with it. It's radio, so... Um, so what are some of the things that you'd like us to, like, what are some of the things that you love about these wines when you put them together? Well, what I like is that they, they kind of have a theme through them. So we've mm -hmm. got some, um, lemon blossom and lime notes to all of them. And then once we get to the Riesling, you've got more apricot and a little bit of a heavier, um, floral note. Mm -hmm. But if you... If you like California wines, which I do, I think these are really good representative wines. Now, how do you, I mean, how do you select your wines? Do you work just with distributors or do they yeah. send you off into Bim Bam Boo? Oh, to I taste wish. Wines? I wish. I don't have the, um, the ability to do that like these gentlemen before me who I admire. Nobody and... said they were gentlemen, but right. <laughs> two guys. Benefit nobody of the knows. Doubt. 
Uh, no, but I do. I rely heavily on my my distributors and um, for that knowledge. Yeah, and absolutely. you also brought in a sangria. A sangria, which is delicious. Is that a flight too? Uh, no, but we do offer it by the pitcher if you do come out for that. You drink okay. it, you'll take flight. <laughs> and that we're, we're going to be offering a cherry sangria for cherry blossom season. This uh-huh. is not that. Um, this is just our regular year-round sangria, which is available during Jazz in the Garden, but also every, every day of the year. When is Jazz in the Garden? When does that start? That's going to start May, second week of May, and mm-hmm. it's going to run through the end of August. And is it? It's every Friday. Every Friday. Yeah, weather permitting. We've had some really bad luck the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really great opportunity to stroll around. The, we've got six acres of land there, and you can take your glass of wine or your sangria on a stroll, look at all of the sculptures. You're not I limited to stage. I cannot believe spot. I did not know that you could do that. Oh, that absolutely. So fabulous yeah. what a nice date night it what a is. nice night to do yeah, you can take your wine through any part of the garden you don't have to stay in the cafe so it's a nice option for people. you know what i was just thinking about the, the cherry blossom thing is so big in washington it must be a challenge for people like chef and and for everybody to come up with a different twist on cherry or cherry blossom every I year mean, yeah we try years, to do something new way back when when i was involved in that kind of stuff everybody had cherry's jubilee and that was it right you know, that was their special which is ridiculous it was, because cherries don't come from cherry blossoms so well, yeah. <laughs> just saying yeah you're the first guy that, that i ever heard of who's actually putting cherry blossom and those are spe- delicious yeah yeah really delicious yeah they're beautiful um, and so, so our our contribution to that is the cherry sangria which I we encourage that. everyone to come. And you're also doing a red flight. Do you want to tell us a little bit about we that? We are, too? sure. Yeah, we're doing a um, a Malbec, a Pinot Noir, and a Rioja. Mm-hmm. And those are um, those get a little more international. So the Pinot Noir is still from California, but our Malbec is from Mendoza, Argentina. The Rioja, of course, is from Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, and those will be available the entire week for you. Great. Well, let me bring Oliver and Ezra up to the mic with you, because I just want to ask all of you, for these flights, when people come in, how do they, like, this is for each of you, how do they order them when they come into your restaurant? Do they? How do they know to order, well, other than listening to Foodie and the Beast, obviously, but how do they know to do everyone this? Everyone listens, so. Go ahead. Uh, well, we're going to have some um, signs up to encourage people to try it and with mm-hmm. a description of everything. And that will hopefully encourage people to linger, uh, enjoy the surroundings, and mm-hmm. have a better rest of their day. Excellent. And you're offering both flights for how much? For $15. Okay, great. Ezra, how about you? Uh, yeah, so winefling.dc.com has uh, the list of all of our um, the flights that will be offered. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll also have... Uh, Small, uh, sort of like shelf, uh, shelf talker sized uh, uh, cards on each table explaining the two different flights and uh, options available. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And Oliver? Yeah, once again, with IronGate, you can see us through the website, um, winefillingdc.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, so we'll have special menus um, uh, printed out as well, which will be handed to every guest. So whether it's our regular menu and then uh, obviously our usual beverage binder and then a classic menu just showing off the uh, wine flight and the details of the three wines we'll be doing. So every guest should be offered that when they come in. Oh. And will all of your staff be able, if people want to be walked through it, would they be able to walk be walked through it? Yeah, I mean, uh, training is a heavy part of what we do at, uh, at Iron Gate, so that's going to be my job. And uh, all staff will be, you know, knowledgeable about what they're doing and, you know, obviously the reasons behind the wines. And then they'll be able to talk a little bit about the history and the producer as well. Um, so, yeah, definitely they should know everything. 
Excellent. All right. Can I get each of you, please, just to say where your restaurant is? Because we want to thank you all for joining us today. Oliver, Iron Gate? Yeah, sure. Iron Gate is on 1734 N Street, uh, Northwest DC, uh, around DuPont Circle. Excellent. Ezra? Um, Jug and Table and Roofers Union at uh, 2446 18th street northwest at the top of the hill in adams morgan right Excellent. around the corner from the new line hotel where our Fantastic. other show where is. we broadcast every monday <laughs> industry <laughs> night with foodie <laughs> and the beast yeah. shameless plug yeah, and johanna <laughs> we're the pavilion cafe at the national gallery of arts sculpture garden between constitution and madison and ninth street at www.pavilioncafe.com well actually it's appropriate to talk about our our show coming up this week because Kathy Hopkins is going yes, to be on so, the show. Um, our, for our other show, Industry Night with Foodie and the Beast, which is live at the Line Hotel, usually Monday nights um, from 5 to 6. It will be taped on Tuesday because tomorrow is the Ramy nominations. Uh, Kathy Hollinger of the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington is joining us. We're going to be talking about the Ramy knobs, uh, nominations, but what we're really also going to be talking about is the tip issue, which is a huge uh, legal issue that is going on, not just in tip DC, pooling and all of that, but so. in the restaurant industry nationally. So we're really looking forward to that conversation. And actually, one of our guests next week wrote a fabulous uh, op-ed piece in the Washington Post a couple of weeks ago, and he will be joining us in studio to talk about it as well. And more shameless plug, you can hear that at fullserviceradio.org. Mm-hmm. All right, so everything you heard about on the show today... Yes. You can find on Nikki's website, thelistareyouwantit.com. You can hear her live on WTOP every Thursday at 1240. Mm -hmm. You can follow her on Twitter, Instagram. Blah, blah, blah. Facebook, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And you can't follow me anywhere because I don't do that stuff. He just doesn't do it. But we want to thank all of our guests for joining us today. Spring Wine Fling is coming up. Everybody should really get out there and try some of these fabulous wine flights that are being offered. And go to the St. Regis and taste some of these pastries because they're Yes, because Chef is really doing some wonderful work. So we thank you all for joining us today. Everybody, please have a delicious week.